0: everyone, welcome to um, Ghostly Residence of Old Cape Cod. Today we're going to go back into Falmouth and we're going to talk about the Gaslight Inn and about ghostly ooze. In doing my research, I cannot find the Gaslight Inn website and that could mean one of two things. The structure or house is no longer an inn or the home is now privately owned. My reference for the story came again from Mark Jasper's book, Haunted Cape Cod, published in 2002. So that was 21 years ago. A great deal can happen in that time span, especially here on Cape Cod. Finally, through Google Maps, I did find the house. So it is still there but are the ghosts. I will quote in part throughout this podcast what Mark Jasper has to say about the ghosts. But first, let's do a brief history or a description. And again, I have to rely on Mark and what he says because I can't get near it. Not really. I can go buy it, but So this is what Mark has to say about the inn. And again, I will have to rely on his words, because even if I go to Falmouth and see the house, it isn't an inn anymore. So, quote, I must admit it was the name of the inn that first caught my attention. How could a property called the Gaslight Inn not have a ghost? I simply had to find out. When I first called the inn, the innkeeper, Frank Mandola, seemed a little surprised by my questions. But after filling me in on the inn's history, he invited me down for a more in-depth interview. He continues, After seeing this Victoria Inn for the first time, I had a little trouble focusing on the hauntings that must have taken place here. The reason being is that the Gaslight Inn is just so beautiful. It's easy to understand why the same guests return year after year. For starters, it features a beautiful wraparound porch with sweeping views of Martha's Vineyard and the Vineyard Sound. The large front parlor is lavishly direct, decorated with exquisite hand-picked Victorian pieces. Just off the front parlor, you'll find the spacious dining room, where a full breakfast is always served on fine English china. The three oversized guest rooms all have ocean views, and each one is lovingly decorated with Victorian furniture and interesting antiques. Now, the inn dates back to 1880. It was constructed by men who built whaling vessels that left port from Falmouth and Woods Hole. The golden age of whaling in Falmouth dates between 1820 to 1863, but that doesn't mean that it didn't continue after that. The Gaslight Inn is now owned and operated by Frank, a retired police officer, and his energetic wife, Diane, a retired nurse. They are originally from Brooklyn, New York. Now, we can't verify this. That's just, this is from the book itself. Okay, quote, Diane told me, that it was not long after they purchased the gaslight that unexpected um, unexp- unexplained events began to take place the first report came from a gentleman who said he felt a strong presence while upstairs in a guest room known as the captain's room the same man said he also saw the figure of a woman at the top of the stairs peering out the window. Excuse me. He said the woman scurried away from the window and then suddenly vanished. He described her as being small in her early 20s and wearing a blue dress. Diane asked the guest if he felt any fear. He replied, no, but nevertheless refused to go back upstairs After that incident, Diane started noticing an indentation in the bed in the room where the presence had been felt. Diane said, every time I walked into the captain's room, I saw what looked like the indentation of a small person sitting on the bed. Frank also witnessed this strange occurrence. (laughs) He insisted, You could actually see two little butt dents with handprints on both sides, and this happened for quite some time, and then suddenly stopped. Diane said that the day after I initially called Frank and made my inquiries, me, Mark Jasper, she saw the same indentations once again, but this time it was on a bed in the room they called the turret room. Still, the captain's room certainly seems to be the most active room in the house. Lights turn on and off without warning, candlesticks move across the room, and even furniture is occasionally rearranged. Light footsteps, but the kind of a child or a small woman would make sometimes can be heard coming from the room as well. The mendolas have even smelled pipe tobacco coming from the captain's room when no one was around. The previous owner informed Frank and Diane that she too had sensed the presence of a woman. This owner went on to say that she remembered twice seeing a woman at the top of the stairs staring out of the window. She even heard light footsteps as the woman walked away. The most memorable occurrence at the gaslight did not actually happen in the captain's room, but in the dining room. On a certain day, Diane dusted and cleaned the china cups that are always on display in the dining room. She knows she cleaned on this particular day because a friend who owns a nearby inn called her at the time and asked her why she was out of breath and she told the friend what she had been doing. The next morning, Diane came downstairs for a cup of coffee, and when she walked into the dining room, she could not believe her eyes. The china that was on her server and the wall behind it were covered with a thick, brown, sticky substance, almost like molasses. Diane said the cups were stuck to the saucers and the saucers were stuck to the server. The wallpaper and mirror behind the server were drenched in the syrupy mess. Diane called to Frank and said in an accusatory tone, Frank, what did you do here? He answered, I didn't do anything. At that time, the inn was vacant, which only added to the mystery. Diane quickly grabbed the phone and called her friend, the the one she had spoken to the day before. Both the friend and her husband came running over. This can't be. You just cleaned all that yesterday. I was on the phone with you while you were doing it, declared the friend. Diane thought it was also strange that whatever the ooze was, it cleaned up remarkably easy without leaving a stain on her wallpaper. Does this not sound like Ghostbusters? Fortunately, Diane and Frank feel that the spirits that haunt the gaslight in are benign and mean no harm. After nine years, you just get used to it, and I mean that. You just accept it. That was what Diane said, and that's unquote. <clears throat> well, There you have the story. I wonder if the house was sold, and I wonder if the house was sold, did the guests remain, the ghosts remain, or did they move away? Where would they go? Who was this little girl, and who was she looking for as she stared out the window? Was this her room where she sat on the bed of the current occupants? If the house was built by shipbuilders, which was not uncommon then in the 1880s or the 1800s. Then was her daddy a sea captain, and was she at the window watching for his ship? Who drooled that ooze all over the dishes, and why? This story is filled with ghostly pranks and many questions. Only the ghosts know the truth. There you have it. Stay tuned for our next podcast, the Nimrod Inn in Falmouth. I think that's what we're going to do. And thanks for listening, and happy haunting. This podcast and all of our podcasts are created and produced on anchor.fm. The easiest way to make a podcast is... And trust me, it is. The podcast is hosted by CapecodWriters.net and can be found on their website, www.capecodwriters.net. You may also find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Radio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for haunting with us. Stay tuned.